Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're talking to uh, John Lyons and Erica Berlin. John is the executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. Erica Berlin, the president. And uh, right away, we're going to get the origin stories. You start, Erica. Sure. Uh, did you grow up here in Erie or are you a transplant? I did. I grew up here in Erie. Um, lived here until, like, I think my early 20s. And then I moved away for about five years. And then I came back. What high school? McDowell. Okay. McDowell. And I went to Penn State Barron as well. <laughs> what, what was your major at Barron? Communication and media. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So I've been, I've kind of been interested in, in film and this kind of thing for quite a while. Wow. Um, and it wasn't long after I graduated, I think, that I first met John. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you like being on the talent side of the camera or behind the scenes well you started well, i start i met john because i was in his movie how did that even happen i don't remember maybe we uh met at a couple meetings um oh, in I early remember. days of film discussions yeah yeah we met at early early days yeah and so, we were shooting something yeah i yeah. mean i you know i had been in front of the camera before okay um i i I'm okay on camera, um, but you know, being being in the background also is fine with me too. But I I don't really work in production. You know, I'm okay. not I'm not a camera person. I'm not a producer. I don't really do the industry. I kind of is, I'm a I'm an administrator, if you will. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, I, we we need those. The world I mean, needs you, those again at the end of every movie. What's the biggest list? It's probably <laughs> the administrators and the accountants right. and the truck drivers and everything else, yes, right? Exactly. I'm going to move this over a little bit. Oh, um, uh, John Lyons, how about your origin story? Well, I'm a, a local as well. Um, I'm from Albion originally. I went to Northwestern. Went to Edinburgh University for computer science and mathematics. Wow. Um, okay, so the, yeah, I was ready for you to say film. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's That surprises some people. But yeah, I, I went for computer science and mathematics. And then, um, you know, with technology now and filmmaking now, they, they're crossing sure. more and more. So I had an opportunity working at Edinburgh to um, jump back into filmmaking. I made little shorts, you know, when I was in grade school and stuff like that on the side. Um, but yeah, I got back into it. And then uh, my wife, Dorota, and I started Lion's Den Productions in 2004 now. So. Wow. So congratulations. Yeah, you're at it for 15 years. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, time is that. flying by. I, yeah. I'll even say this, John. I think if anybody thinks about eerie and filmmaking, those two words, mm. they think of you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I right. kind of, you're the personification of eerie filmmaking. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Like, how did you get to that point? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it was really, I, I have to give a lot of credit to uh, my wife, Dorota Schwentz. She um, came from an, a fine arts background. She got her master's in, in fine arts and um, digital media. And, uh, you know, we were making short films and, and stuff like that around here. And, and she's kind of like, hey, we should like start a company and get really serious about this. And so it went from, you know, kind of testing the waters, um, seeing what the, you know, back then there weren't a lot of resources here at all. So um, the few filmmakers that were around, we were all kind of on islands of our own, um, you know, and, and 
just kept working. Uh, we did a feature film called Schism, yeah, um, which came out in 2009. Wow, 10 wow. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and made some festivals. It played in uh, New York and L.A. and won some awards. Um, and then made another feature after that. There are no goodbyes. And our budget went up a tiny bit more um, and started getting into kind of crowdfunding and then last year um, was our biggest production um, Unearth, which we filmed uh, in northwestern Pennsylvania last summer. That's amazing. Okay, So let's talk about this uh, just how you did it in Erie in 2009 Yeah, is, is basically the equipment have, is that something that you would have to buy? Because again, mm-hmm. we go to LA. There's a there, you just rent right the Panavision camera. You rent the the red cameras yeah. from the from the rental house. In 2008 2009, there were no rental houses in Erie. Fortunately, that has changed. We can Seriously? talk about that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was. I, I mean, I work full time at Edinburgh University um, in the IT department. So. Really, our first couple projects uh, were self-funded, you know, so it was working and putting some money away towards buying our own equipment, um, which now is very obsolete. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It doesn't take long. No, it does does not take long. No, yeah, exactly. So so, uh, fast forward to Unearth. What was your your production situation for that? Yeah, Unearth um, really has been, uh, I think Erica and I were just talking about this the other day. It's been about a five-year process with Unearth. It started off um, which with a much smaller budget, uh, we we're looking for like $15,000 to raise on Kickstarter, um, which we did. We actually were 150% funded. So we raised 22.5, wow. which was great and like blew our minds. And we we're like, oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. <laughs> but we got on the radars of like IndieWire, um, Dread Central. Mark Blucas, a uh, local star. Um, and when when we started telling more people about the project, um, people were really excited by the idea. And so the budget grew <laughs> from <laughs> from the 22.5 to um, 300,000, uh, which is considered. Are you in, kidding? No, no. And it was. Oh, and we, wow. We raised 300,000, yeah. uh, 95% of it locally from local investors, um, which took some time because, you know, we're the kind of the first ones, uh, the guinea pigs to, to test um, the waters for investment here in Erie. Um, yeah. So 30 amazing people um, in northwestern Pennsylvania um, invested in the film. And yeah, and then we started, more people started coming on board. We got casting agents from out West. We got Adrian Barbeau is in the movie. Um, Yeah, PJ Marshall, who was just on uh, Mindhunter, Um, Mark Blucas, of course. And we brought back um, talent, not just in front of the camera. So we brought back Mark Blucas, Allison McAtee and Rachel McKeon. They're all originally from here. Um, but they work out west and out east and uh, also brought talent back home like Erica's husband, Mike Berlin, works uh, in, in New York, brought him back on the crew, Jason McCann, who works out west. So 
You, you had know. your own mini eerie homecoming for yeah. this show, yeah. for this Which movie. Which is kind of our, our goal right. for the project. And I think it's a nice microcosm. It's a nice proof of concept story that it is possible to make a film in northwestern Pennsylvania with people. You can get talented people here or from here. You can get local folks who are willing to invest in film which is a huge risk. The first time, you know, someone says, how do you want to invest this money you got? Well, why don't I give it to a filmmaker and see if I get, you know, my money back or more? Um, That's a huge risk. And I don't think a lot of folks in Erie are, are really attuned to that kind of investment. So that was new. And we, I think John took on a lot of investors that were like, all right, we're going to give this a shot and see how that goes. Um, And, uh, the the rental well so John kind of touched on sure. touched on the uh, the equipment so it was in two thousand and fifteen yeah that sounds right <laughs> maybe yeah so there was a to spare you the backstory what came about was um, at Penn State uh, John and I had been kind of communicating with Sharon Dale who was spearheading the digit major that was that started there. So this was all at the beginning of that of that program. And, and what is the digit major? What is, what, um, it's what does it digital, stand for? It's like digital digital media. arts and humanities. Mm-hmm. At Penn State Barron or at, at Barron. At, at, okay. at Barron. Okay. So she was kicking that off and she had some interest um, from Pat Black, mm-hmm. um, who is a supporter of Penn State in a, in a major sure. way, some some interest from him um, about filmmaking, and he kind of heard what we were up to, um, that we were doing some filmmaking stuff. So there was a project that kicked off. That didn't actually happen. That kind of fell through. But what he did decide to do was buy. A bunch of filmmaking equipment, like not just a camera and a tripod. We're talking about a full suite of equipment that someone would need to make a film. So lots of cameras, lots of sound equipment, like top level. And this lives at it lives at Barron. Yes. Okay. So that that was when we established Gear Greater Erie Arts Rental. So that's that's the project that Sharon. So you have built. A filmmaking ecosystem. Yes. In the last couple of years, basically. Yes. With great partners. We've had wonderful partners. <laughs> I mean, for Gear, Sharon, of course, is, yeah. is the primary partner there. And she's been amazing over the past few years, too. Yeah. She's such a huge supporter uh, of of this project, of this this effort that we've got going on. But we believe in it. So for so long, I think people think the film society or film office is just watching movies. Um, I think, no, truly, I I think that's what a lot of people think about. And we've John some education. Definitely. There's some education. But I think now with um, with John's film with Unearth being being like this, this great proof of concept, amazing artistic project. And also with Undercover Billionaire, yeah. that has really put a spotlight on this industry. And we're over here like, yeah, we've been doing this for a while now. And uh, what a lot of people don't know and, and who's not here to represent the film office is the film office director, Stu Nash, Stuart Nash. Um, he's busy working on a he's filming feature film right now. Wow. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, he spent over a year working with producers from, from discovery and from the, these production companies to bring to undercover woo to woo them here. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to get some of that backstory because that's part of why you all are here.
this is like brand new stuff to me. And I'm so excited because I have a little bit of this in my background, and I'm just so excited what y'all have been able to do. But we we left the before the break. We started talking about undercover billionaire, and that was one of the things I wanted to get to in this conversation. Insofar as that, you know, you have a a film crew hmm. running around Erie, PA for. People just think eight weeks. No, no, no. It was months, right? Yeah. yeah. It was months. Mm-hmm. All right. Can can you give us what you know about when this thing started? Well, um, I think Stu had said when it premiered in August, he had been, the first contact he received was 21 months prior. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, there was a break they took for mm-hmm. a little bit because I believe Glenn was having some health issues. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they took a break. But yes, that whole concept, that plan was, you know, in was his vision and the producers were working on it like two years ago. Yeah. And my understanding was that they didn't sell it to Discovery until like the spring. Like they didn't right. even right. know yeah. they had yep. a network until right. very late. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think a production. A, so I who's running? I, who's running the show? It's this. So this production company that. Yeah, I can't think of the name of the production uh, company. Yeah, it's like uh, just in time or uh, uh, yeah, some, actually, yeah, that's like probably that. it. Yeah. But um, so they contacted the film office, Greater Erie Film Office, the Greater Erie Film Office, which is a program of the Film Society, and Stuart Nash, who runs that program, he received the inquiry, and at the time they said, "Hey, we have this guy. He's been successful in business, but." He wants to do, we're doing a documentary. Right, the American Dream. Called American Dream. Yeah. And so they did everything under the guise of, we're doing this documentary film. So for us, it really doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. someone's intention is with the footage later. Sure. Or what their ultimate plan is. When they come to us and say, we're looking for businesses that can help us. We're looking for places for people to stay. How, you know, what's the setup? What's the infrastructure for catering services that you have available? Um, What about transportation? How do you get in and out of the city? You know, all of the things that go along with the behind the scenes stuff. So they need to figure out, do you have locations that we're looking for? Um, and of so course, are, who's doing the advance work, for example, to go down to Liberty Recycling to let him splunk around well, <laughs> the tires? You know, um, that, that ought, you know, it is in true, in true eerie fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of co- initial contacts were made because they said, we're looking for people that are doing X, Y and Z. We're looking for this. So we said. Here, meet this person, that person, this person, and that person. The one degree of separation. The one degree of separation. So we got things kicked off, and then things go from there. You know, I mean, I've got a friend who, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Glenn Stern slept on Annie Kerr's couch one night. (laughs) Annie Kerr, the chaplain from the mission. I mean, who's on the air here all the time. Right. I mean, it's so interesting how close. Many people in the community were to this production. Yes, absolutely. Without really knowing that it was going on or just like, okay, this is this dude that's doing a documentary. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Laura Caldwell is a great example. You know, he goes to the city mission or he goes to St. Martin's. It it was actually St. Paul's St. Paul's church that does a, does a food deal. Yeah. And so, so they, they said, Hey, do you mind if we have this camera crew come in because we're doing a documentary? 
And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, and she just treated him like she had no clue what was going on. So everything that you saw was just 100 percent her. But someone said, hey, you should go. You should go down to St. Paul's or, you know, this is a resource for you. And all of that stuff was I want to say it was planned in advance, but um, a lot of this stuff was choreographed. Well, sure. When you have somebody calling RJ and says, oh, hi. Yeah. Come on. I mean, does RJ take that phone call first? What do you want? What are you selling? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the typical eerie response. (laughs) No, I I think eerie really, you know, yes, some things were were set up. It is TV. It is television. I thought it was educational as well. It was a bit of edutainment. Yeah. It wasn't your stand. Like, it could have went so many directions. It could have went really too. south yeah. and negative, yeah. and it mm-hmm. did not. No. No. You got the character of Eerie, for sure, and in all its diversity, and um, its grit, for sure. I, yeah. I thought it I thought it was great for the city. Oh, and really. I think it's just great to tell a story about people willing to take risks yeah. and have guts. When I think about the the tenor, the the tone around Erie these days, it feels like there's more entrepreneurial thinking. Sure. But it's it seems to be permeating. It's like, let's take more risks. Mm-hmm. Let's do something bold. Yeah. People in Erie are very conservative. I feel like it's it's very, very risk averse. But now it's starting to feel like, well, yeah. maybe that is a good good um you know, example of the spotlights on us more. Right. Well, so. yeah. I mean, look at the past few years of, you know, uh, James Fallow. Mm-hmm. Right. And that yeah, whole yeah. Atlantic series yeah. and um, Brian Katz. Uh, Bruce Katz. Bruce yeah. Katz. Yeah. And all- sounds like you've been going to the Jefferson a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, yeah. pick things up. I don't. I, um, but yeah, there's been a, a big spotlight on Erie, and it's it's time. It's like yeah. okay, everybody's looking at you. So what are you going to do? Just go. Well, mm, sometimes this happens you know. when you bottom out. When 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 it feels like. I mean, I, I always point back to the CBS. Speaking of productions, oh, yeah. What a what a what a oh, farce man. that was. Yeah. Uh, the CBS report, the CBS Now report that oh, that led yeah. us. To make the Our Eerie video was in response right. to So that. were you in on that? Yeah. Yeah. I I I led that group of, of Good filmmakers for you. and creatives. Yeah, because I mean, because it was a great film that you watching, guys created. Watching that piece was yeah, did not make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so so the kind of the macro takeaway from all of this is that it's an there's an agile uh, there's a critical mass of agile creative um well-versed individuals in our community that are able to jump in and do hard production to jump in and do talent i'm concerned about writing i mean somebody's got to write this right. stuff yeah. yeah but you have good writers it we're, sounds like we're get we're getting more and more yeah. writers for sure i mean we do a podcast as well called yeah. film grain yeah. and um yeah we're we're discovering ourselves more right. creatives in the area. Yeah, a lot of people are kind of bubbling up and coming to mm-hmm. the surface that we didn't know existed, which is yeah. great. Don't you think part of this, too, is that, you know, I hate to say it because I am a boomer, but boomers are starting to let go of the reins and allowing millennials and Xers to and even wires to kind of come up and and take some responsibility. Some Let's Z-ers. hope. Some Z-ers. I think I'm the end of the X. Well, one of the things I really like about when you say bottom out and whatever, like kind of an upswing, 
is I like the idea that, you know, people say, well, if you're good, then you leave Erie. All the good people Mm, leave. Right. And I think that the way and maybe the Internet has done this, but the the climate now is very much like, hey, if you're good, you can get really, really far in Erie. You can get resources that you need. You don't have to like go somewhere and suffer for years and years and years you can make your projects here yeah you have opportunities you have opportunities here and you have people who want to support you as opposed to being some peon somewhere else you know it wasn't always that way though erica because i i remember that when i was a 20 something in the mid 80s i had to leave i had to go to the big city Mm -hmm. learn my stuff i came back as a manager Mm -hmm. i left as a peon though Mm -hmm. you know so it was one of those things where i was able to excel outside the community but everybody's got got their own story i got my oh yeah Yeah. so now i had some some cred Mm -hmm. i didn't have the cred going uh coming out of here because i'm just a just an eerie kid from 18th street and I, i think that's changed I think what you're on, you're on to definitely something there. Yeah. Glad to have with us the executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania, John Lyons, and the president, Erica Berlin. Welcome, folks. We appreciate you being here. Thank and you. uh, you've got a big event tomorrow night. You're doing Halloween. Halloween with filmmakers. That, that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called A Nightmare on State Street. Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's our annual costume party fundraiser. How many Jasons will show up? Probably a couple. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. People go so, like so. We have cash prizes for okay. the costume. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy, Freddy Krueger Freddy would be a perfect one He's for on, a nightmare. On what is it? Carrie too. Yeah, so yeah. Was, wasn't it Carrie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Am I thinking that? Uh, that was... Um, um, no. no. No, you're testing that, us now. No, I can see your face. <laughs> Can, oh, uh, I, the, the filmmakers. You're going to stump the filmmakers. <laughs> stump the filmmakers with uh, all the horror not, flicks. I, feel so I am not a horror I flick know, guy. You know? I yeah. Um, so anyways, it's yeah, it's I'll a big fundraiser it. for our organization. And um, when we, we had a successful um, film series at the Erie Art Museum, um, but we wanted to Sissy offer SpaceX? it's Sissy. Oh SpaceX. yes, that's yeah. scary. I got that yes. before I even Good went for to you. IMDb. Yeah. Yes, um, mm-hmm. we wanted to always offer our <laughs> film um, audiences more. So yeah. we partnered with the Bourbon Barrel last year, um, but they didn't have a screen, and you know they're set up as a dance club and for right. bands and things like right. that. So um, a couple years ago, we started this event. Um, a nightmare on State Street, and we used the funds that we raised to buy this giant screen. Yeah, um, and hook up our projector, mm-hmm. um, and we continue making improvements to that. We just uh, added six speakers to mm-hmm. the setup there. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like a little bit of a surround sound, THX kind of thing. We're or? getting really close to, <laughs> yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, nice. We have, we have the receiver to do like seven point one. Like oh my. In the theater. We're we're getting there. We're getting close. Right. But um, yeah. I would say, as of last week, two weeks ago, the sound has changed. Improved, improved yes, dramatically. improved dramatically. Yes. Because it's hard when you have a huge room, sure, paneled in wood. Yeah, that is, yeah, like John said, you it's not like, acoustically treated. Used to like pumping dance music <laughs> right. and having bands. To, but the audio for film is yeah. way different. It took you know? some engineering. It did. But they have a good a good guy there, yes. Brian, who's really. Yes. Uh, 
helped a lot. Yeah. So. Fantastic. So, okay, so, so that's uh, on Wednesday nights yeah, is, yeah. is the uh, dinner and a movie, right? Film Grain Dinner and a Movie, mm-hmm. Wednesday nights. Um, you can find our full program on our website, filmsocietynwpa.org. Beautiful. And you can mm-hmm. find everything out about our organization on, there as Yes, well. <laughs> there, yeah. All the info you need is there. Yeah, so and, you can uh, pre-order um, tickets for any of our movies that are coming up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we show... Um, Probably a lot of movies that will eventually be nominated for Oscars and then other ones that um, we feel are important that wouldn't normally um, maybe come through Tinseltown. Right. But that people should sure. see. And some of them are are fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like do you, do the- you adjust this for what, quote, the eerie market or I mean, do you feel like you have a good uh Uh, Finger on the market. That's a really good question, because we were just talking about our demographics the other day and what kind of um, how we can best serve them, both with our mission of providing opportunities to see movies that you wouldn't see at Tinseltown, but critically acclaimed or like last night we showed the uninvited, the 75th anniversary of the original Haunted House movie, you know, so that was really fun. Um, But there's also, you know, looking at a demographic of folks and I'm going to look to my left because (laughs) you are pretty much our demographic, our primary demographic of folks that are coming, folks, people that are coming to in a movie. So keeping that in mind, right? Sure. Um, I'm also in that demographic. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're thinking like what? What are the ones that we can pepper in, maybe one right. a month, that uh, touches on something that, um, a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit mm. of fun, something that you'd want to get your girlfriends together to go see, like A Star is Born, that was really popular, but... Um, like, that Brooklyn oh, was a was a movie that right? might be like, like that. Yeah, yeah, we showed right. Brooklyn. Yep. I think that was the one that I actually oh, saw okay. was Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up Mean Girls. That, right. that, oh, really? That's, no, that's, that's a fun example, right? That's yeah. interesting because that's straight, you know, that's straight well, yeah, pop culture. It is. Right. It's pop culture, but it, it's very critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. It's written right. by Tina Fey. Great performances. Yeah. Hilarious. Very tight movie. And it has that factor of like, oh, my God, I love that movie. Let's mm. all go and see it. Yeah. You know, do, you, so. do you talk about movies on your podcast? I mean, like, who's who's like really doing the movie thing in Erie as far as media goes? You mean who's talking, <laughs> like who's, about, who's talking about, about films? I mean, my buddy was M.V. Moorhead, so I grew yeah. up. Uh, you know, reading uh, MV's re- uh, reviews in the Erie paper right. for years. Well, Forrest Taylor yeah, does um, Forrest. reviews for the Erie Reader. Mm-hmm. I would say that we're really hurting for um, critical analysis for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, I th- I think that you know maybe on our podcast and at our events maybe we're the ones that are talking about it most. You know, right. Consistently yeah. outside yeah. of like. Forest. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So here's one of the eerie challenges, right? Mm-hmm. You have a film. Well, it comes out and you actually review it critically. Okay. So here's some positives. Here's some negatives. Right. It depends on who's reviewing it. Right. But you can go and read Rotten Tomatoes. You, but sure. Are people even doing that? In eerie, we want to get the word out for the event. Oh, here we're showing this movie. It's important. Come see it. Mm-hmm. But there's no real criticism around it. Like mm-hmm. John is saying, it's like we're hurting for a voice to say, no, this is important. Now, 
we do that. The mm, film society right. does that, but we're also promoting an event. Yeah. So who is that person right. out there who's like, Erie, go see this, right. you know, or Erie, don't waste your time. Now, sure. we don't program any movie that is poorly reviewed. All of reviewed. our movies are fantastic. <laughs> Everything Hi, lots we show of is you want to come and see. Super fresh on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, the, it's, it, it's interesting because, you know, where movies have gone, and I don't want to be a critic because I'm not, but... Uh, I don't get I don't go to the theater very often unless it's yeah. something that I absolutely have to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was the last movie that I said, okay. I better get there to see that. And again, because that the music had some was so good. The, the music was fantastic. <laughs> and I just loved the, the fantasy of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was it a perfect movie? By no means. It no. wasn't perfect. But it was it was the first movie that I bought on Blu-ray in years yeah. because I wanted to see mm-hmm. I wanted to hear that music mm-hmm. and I just thought I, I thought the the essence again you're a filmmaker mm-hmm. the idea of him playing and singing live live to film or live to tape you know direct right yeah. was pretty remarkable yeah. that that sound engineer yeah. should win an Oscar yeah, yeah. Because it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was not an overdub. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything. He just you did that per- mm-hmm. that live. I haven't seen you haven't it seen it? Great. Holy smack! That it's is a great, great movie. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> but uh, but it's total it's total ear and eye candy, yeah. right? Yeah. But, um, but, 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 but just one more mo- yeah, point. No. The, the whole the whole concept that everything in the you know, and I'm going to say horrible things, but. I just can't jump into the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. I yeah. I think I feel I like I, I feel I feel compare, compelled to mm-hmm. because I'm missing out culturally. Culturally, like I feel like out. I'm missing out. Talk about yeah. I feel like um, <clears throat> okay. Well, maybe I'm gonna rant just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the right. Hollywood system um, is very focused now on IP, intellectual property, already existing properties. Um, and either it's because of the audience, um, you know, wanting to see something that they're familiar with. And so the ticket sales are there for that reason. Live action versions of the, of right. the, uh, um, of the cartoons. You, yeah. But I, I don't necessarily agree with this. So I, um, I have seen a lot of the Marvel universe movies, but, um, I feel like they're very ephemeral, and I can't remember one from the next, like, a a week after, probably. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's kind of like um, very expensive popcorn entertainment. So, yeah, the question is, and that's that's the void that um, we're trying to fill, is there are a lot of other movies out there um, that are being created than... Something you've heard of. Even yesterday is based on, you know, at its core, it is a, an IP or a brand that right. you guys are familiar with. Right. And that's what got you to the theater. So it's an original take for sure. And it, it needs to be respected for that. But, yeah, we, we um, need to champion also mm-hmm. original stories. Um, yeah. And I think that... Sometimes people are so surprised at how much they like non action, you know, like the the non blockbuster movies, like the Nightingale. We showed we screened a fantastic movie called The Nightingale and more than one person 
left was leaving and saying that is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. And some of them were people that have been to like 50 or more of they, our they movie come to, nights. They come to all of our stuff and they were like that was incredible. Yeah. And have you heard of it? Like probably mm-hmm. most people have not heard of The Nightingale but it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. I, we could go on and on about this <laughs> yes, but I, I want to pivot to talk about Unearth because mm-hmm. I really want to know the whole kit and caboodle. Talk about sure. the idea the writing process and the production and, and where you're at right now. Uh, sure. So um, Unearth came from, so most of, well, all of the movies that I've made are very personal. Um, like Schism was about a man with uh, Alzheimer's dementia. My father was uh, suffering from Alzheimer's dementia and wanted to tell a story from his point of view. There Are No Goodbyes was about um, young people in a blue collar town um, struggling with apathy and trying to find their place in the world, in their community. Um, you know, I felt a little bit like that at that time. So, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe they found their place by 2019, right? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, with Unearth, I had seen um, some documentaries. So this gets kind of into um, climate change and the environment. I had seen some documentaries that really affected me strongly. Um, Gasland and Triple Divide, both mm-hmm. of them made by Pennsylvania filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, it really educated me on the industry and um, on the process of hydrofracturing. Okay. And so I thought, um, you know, what's a, a good way to tell a story, um, a sort of, um, oh, I don't, I don't want to say like a, a warning call, but a way to, in an entertaining way, using the horror genre um, to tell essentially a character-driven fracking horror movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the idea is you have two neighboring um, farm families. Uh, we filmed in northwestern Pennsylvania outside of Edinburgh. Um, two neighboring farm families. They're both struggling. Um, and one day a gas company knocks on the door with the opportunity to, you know, turn their lives around, potential for great wealth. Um, and one of the families led by Mark Lucas is the patriarch uh, of that family decides to sign the lease. The other family led by the matriarch Adrian Barbeau are firmly against it. And so the relationship between these two families fractures um, and as the land is drilled, um, something more than uh, just <laughs> natural, natural gas. gas comes up unexpectedly, gets into the water supply, contaminates it, and things go downhill. Wow. Wow. So, so you have the, the, uh, the relationships that are fractured. You have the, the land that's fractured. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mm-hmm. really cool. All right. So talk about... Um, Talk about your process. So uh, you were affected by these documentaries. You wrote the the screenplay? I did, yes. And then I brought in um, a, a, a woman from out west. Uh, her name is Kelsey Goldberg to help polish the script because there's a lot of female voices in the story. And I didn't want to be that guy and <laughs> get anything you know, in Toronto would never let you be that That's guy. Right. <laughs> so, so, but but in the industry, there are like fixers and of, sure. of these scripts that oh, are yeah. available. That yeah, yeah. kind of well, like an editor of a book. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she was friends actually with Allison McAtee, who's originally from Edinburgh. 
um, but now works out west in the industry. And she recommended her. We brought her in. I mean, it was quite a process writing. Um, and it so when, do, when does when does uh, uh, when does casting begin? So casting uh, once you have a script. So yeah, you have to time it right. It's sure. all about timing um, as far as approaching investors, as far as approaching a casting agency. Um, yeah, we had to have a script that we were very confident in. Um, and actually, uh, we sent it to these casting agents that were really interested in the concept. Um, and they gave us some feedback. Like there were a couple uh, spots in the script that they said, hey, if you want somebody that's a bigger name, if you just tweak this character just a little bit, kind of X, Y, Z, they gave us like two things to work on. And then we went back for two to three months, sent them the script back, and they're like, okay, yep, we can we can cast this. Very affordable. Like, our budget, you know, sounds big in northwestern mm. Pennsylvania, but it is peanuts. It's considered ultra low budget, you know, in, in Hollywood. It's like zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. yeah. Um, but, uh, again, because of the concept and, you know, the timeliness of the story, I'm sure, um, we were able to get casting agents and cast members that, um, you know, worked well within our budget. And Is there a floor, John? I mean, as far as, I mean, to maintain your SAG-AFTRA. Right. Don't they have to get like a, a union yes. minimum? Yeah. So um, we are a SAG-AFTRA production. Um, it's like I said, it's a SAG ultra low budget. So the Screen hourly, Actors Guild. Screen Actors yeah. Guild. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, the rate is $125 a day. Well, that ain't bad. That's, that's the floor. I yeah. mean... <laughs> I think we pay better here. But, you know, I mean, well, yeah. that's good. Good it's to possible, know. Right. right? Yeah, it's, it's possible. possible. Yeah, because, um, you know, and I get percentages on the back end, you know, <laughs> that's right. Well, and then you negotiate all those <laughs> right. things as well. That's right. The action um, figures right. yeah. from Unearth. Right. Absolutely. The <laughs> Absolutely. The, the few cents that you get in 50 years. <laughs> right. right. Well, this is really remarkable then when did you go to what do they call it principal filming what, what's oh the, yeah principal what's the term? photography yeah. um started at the beginning of august 2018 and we filmed uh for three weeks 18 days and we filmed probably about 16 hour days <sighs> like back to back to back with one day off so six days one day of, of rest and then yeah. back the next time. See, when, when we were paying union camera people back yeah. in Nashville, um, a 16-hour day would be super expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, you so. have to then, uh, not to get into the weeds, yeah. you have to give everybody a 12-hour okay. turnaround. Right. So, you know, you start the beginning of the week working early in the morning, like a 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. crew call. And by the time you get to the end, you're shooting like sometimes until 6 in the morning. Wow. Because you keep staggering. You just keep it staggering out. It was but a really brutal, challenging <laughs> A uh, crazy fun shoot for sure. <laughs> You've been to edit. Are you almost done editing now? Yeah, we're done with edit. So the okay. picture is locked. Um, the score is finished. Um, we hired a, an awesome woman in New York called Jane Saunders who did the score. Um, and now we're finishing up the visual effects with more frames animation here in Erie. 
Um, and a gentleman by the name of Chris Bell in Pittsburgh is finishing the sound. And we're starting to send it to film festivals as a work in progress. And then we send them updated um, versions. Is that right? Yeah. So you could start kind of eking it out yeah. there. That's so we're looking cool. at a 2020, um, 2020 premiere. We don't know where yet, but we're aiming very high. And uh, we also have interest already from some distributors. So, And again, when you're saying a premiere uh, aiming high, we're talking about a, a pretty big deal film festival, correct? Yeah. Like yep. a South top, by Southwest? Top, top 10. Yep. Okay. We would love to talk about kind of more about that economic impact. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, because I think that's that's where we are now. We spent a lot of time looking at um, other cities of comparable sizes. Mm -hmm. Not the you know the Erie story isn't really out there uh, exactly, but. For example, the state of Pennsylvania, you have the state of Pennsylvania film office. OK, and they're like the hub. We have big tax credits for these. That's right. So companies. if you spend 60 percent of your budget or more in the state of PA, you get 25 percent tax credit. Wow. Which so is very which is very, very helpful. Um, so Pittsburgh and Philadelphia get most of that credit mm -hmm. as of now. But um, Erie, as we are developing the film office and we're working on um uh, well, right now we just got a grant from ECRA, so we're we're definitely getting support for this economic development idea, uh, which is really really exciting. So we're going to just kick off a marketing campaign to mm. kind of introduce the film office. I think that people don't still don't really know that like this is an industry that exists, but then also start our marketing outside of Erie, sure. because exactly like American Dream, exactly like you know the producers that we're put going to put together Undercover Billionaire. Um, they're looking for the contact. They're like, who do we contact? Right. Like, we got to figure out who's the person. Like, where do we search for, you know, locations? Where do we see photographs of those locations? And so, so are you talking about like advertising in Variety magazine, or or would it be? I don't know. We have uh, to mean, figure that out. Probably yeah. not uh, that, but there are but publications, trade, there are places that we stuff. will be. Uh, yeah, trying to, to get so that people know we exist sure. and that also they can get direct access to resources. So right. um, Real Scout is a online database of locations and photographs of locations. That's a real easy one for us, because yeah. as we start building up that database, there's also it's it's a communal activity. So you could do it. Right. You might be like, this is a great film location. I'm going to take some pictures and put it into this database and then it's available, you know? Yeah. So the Gudgeonville Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> Wait sure. Wait a minute, didn't it burn down? <laughs> I think they rebuilt it. Oh, but they yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, There's all kinds of horror. Sure. You know, <laughs> but, but that's the phase we're in now. So we need to let people know that we exist so that we're not just getting people who stumble upon us through the Pennsylvania film office right. or some other because they know somebody that lives in Erie. Mm -hmm. Although we do have interesting conversations with people who have Erie connections. Gotcha. Um, and I think that that's probably going to be an exciting future for, yeah. for the film office and for the industry. Maybe Mark Lucas becomes the, the Hollywood version of like Steve Scully is in sure. Washington, DC, you know, <laughs> kind of being that right. ambassador sure. for the film. Yeah. Industry. I mean, the, the and he's possibility all behind he us. Is. He's, he's all in on the region. Yeah. He's all in. So I greatly appreciate John Lyons, Erica Berlin from the film society, of Northwestern PA. Again, the party is when it's uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Where is that? At the, at Bourbon, the Bourbon Barrel. Barrel. Seven o'clock. 
You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.